everybody welcome to the drunk turkey show i'm daniel your host and alongside with me is big blue i know Jaime is going to be jumping on here pretty soon i see him back uh backstage he's getting his uh nose <laughs> powdered up and getting ready to go <laughs> he'll be in here shortly how you doing big blue i'm doing good i'm doing good and uh, uh, a fun morning this day of doing my I would say my uh, yard duties because I haven't. And uh, we have brush pickup on Monday, so I had to cut some tree limbs. I sent you a picture, man, of how tall the ladder was. Let me look and, at that, man. Let me look uh, at that. Yeah, I saw that, man. You got to be careful. You're, we don't need you to be falling off of that thing, man. Yeah, man. I, I was uh, I was telling uh, uh, my girlfriend, I was like, man, uh, I didn't believe you when you said that that uh, I'm a schmexy man, but I, I had like five construction workers stare at me all damn day. So why else would they be looking <laughs> at me? <laughs> Maybe it was that um, that one piece you were wearing. Yeah, <laughs> I do my tree trimming in the nude. You know, it's just it's so it's so breathing and <laughs> relaxing. Uh. Yeah, man. Well, it's it's a little warm, dude. Don't don't cook yourself out there, man. It's it's uh, make sure you was, get some sunscreen on. It was hot. Look, I, I feel the warmness still from being out there. I was uh, no, it was only a fourteen foot ladder, and I was standing like on the second to the last step with like a sixteen foot pole saw. And huh. uh, when I first started cutting, it was like a damn circus, man. Like I, I went up there, like okay. I, I, I'm not close enough, so I had to move the ladder. You know, those 14 ladders are huge, so I had to drag <laughs> it, right? And then I'm like, okay, now I'm close enough. And I went back, got my pole saw, my electric pole saw, right? You know, I wanted to be fancy. So I go up there, and it's a night, it's a 10 foot pole saw. And I get to the top, and right when I'm reaching up, the damn thing unplugs and it falls to the floor. I had to go all the way down the stairs again to wrap it up the right way. And then drag it back up the ladder again. And then right when I get to close enough to the branch to cut it, it wasn't big enough. So I had to go inside and get my 16-foot manual pole saw. Yeah, my shoulders are sore as hell today because most of the tree I had to cut today was uh, for them. This guy yeah. busting out a flex, showing off his right, shoulders. I saw like, <laughs> I mean, it it's, it's actually hard who's, today. Who's that way? Yeah. <laughs> That's freaking hilarious. That's hilarious. So, uh, Jaime, how are you doing, my man? Um, were you climbing any trees? Um, not today, at least. Um, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I got home, spent some time with the dogs, munched out a little bit, and then showered and ready to do the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Ready to go. Ready to go. Ready to go. Sure. Oh, Big Blue's drinking tonight. That's yeah, that's I always a dangerous sign. I am off tonight. This is only a small... What is it? The sixteen ouncer. It's a it's a small sixteen ouncer Mandarin. You know, cantaritos. And I, found, <laughs> and I saw this at the gas station, so I had to try it. So everybody says you salt your beers, and this is a mixed drink. But yes, I'm gonna salt it with cucumber, chili, lime. I like cucumbers. Cucumber on orange soda. That's yeah. That's an interesting. Interesting combination there, boo. You got to let us know how it goes. As far as GM5637 asks, Daniel, who seems more guilty? L I S K, Koberger. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Rex Huerman, in my opinion. 
uh, looks to be the more uh, guilty party. Um, and that seem, that's going to be the uh, the theme or the topic of today's show. We're going to be talking about Rex Humerman. We're going to be talking about the Long Island, uh, Gilgo Beach, um, serial offender. Uh, we've been getting limited here recently. So we yeah. gotta watch what <laughs> I got to watch what I say when I say the first 10 minutes. Word. First 10 minutes. I know. I know. First 10 minutes. And then Blue talks about climbing trees naked. Gosh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. You know, there's not a lot of news that's come out of it too, too much, but there's been, um, I guess, a little bit. Uh, a couple of uh, other women have come forward mm-hmm. who have gone on dates with Rex Humerman, kind of saying some of the same things, you know, that he talked about, about the case, about the, uh, he asked, you know, on several of these dates, if the women were familiar with the LISK. Jaime, what are your thoughts on, on Rex Heuerman? Um, from what you've known and, and seen, um, we know that you dive deep into like the, the SKs. And when you, when you have you seen, first and foremost, have you seen his interview with the uh, architect? He had an architectural interview. Yeah, 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 I did. Um, you know, so some like if you didn't know what he did or he's um, accused of doing, you wouldn't say like anything was weird about it. But now that you know that he's being mm-hmm. accused of these crimes, it kind of feels kind of it looks kind of creepy, right? There's a lot of it that does. I mean, he talks about his favorite tool being a hammer or a carpenter's hammer or no, wait, a cabinet maker's hammer. I gotta say it right. I gotta say it right. I gotta get the facts right. You know, yes, um, you know, there's been a lot of. A lot of folks who have picked apart that interview and, you know, to try to see if there's any double meaning in what he says. But, yeah, he looks like, a you know, if you wouldn't have known, he looks like a total normal guy. How surprised are you? Well, first and foremost, uh, were you familiar with LISK prior to Rex Heuerman's arrest? I was. Um, I remember when the first happened, it was um, <clears throat> I heard about it. And uh, I remember I was like, man, I wonder if it's like someone local or someone coming out of, you know, from a longer distance and, and just using that as a dumping ground, you know, right. and it's, it's crazy to find out that, you know, years later they caught the guy, you know? Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah. Supposedly. He's still, he's still innocent until proven guilty. Yes, yeah. sir. I know there's, there's some that are, that are pulling for Rex thinking that maybe perhaps um, there was somebody else involved, you know, the, I've listened to, I've listened to the um, the nine one one call. Right, it was uh, <laughs> Shannon Gilbert, the first victim or the victim that went missing that they went searching for, and that's how they ended up discovering the bodies. Right, yeah. And I, I listened to that, and there's some voices in the background. One of them kind of sounds like Rex, but you know, he he talked to a couple of or a couple of these females that were at one point sex workers that went on dates with with. Um, with Rex mentioned that he had stated that the uh, LISK was responsible for like 11 victims or so one possibly being, you know, a toddler. Um, at that point, mm-hmm. you know, Shannon Gilbert was, I guess, in, you know, one of those 11, right. Or one of those 10 that was out there. Uh, do you think he's responsible for that one? And if he's not, doesn't that kind of sound like he's taking credit for um, incidences that were not his own, right? There's the possibility that she drowned. There's 
possibility that whoever somebody else committed that crime, right? Yeah. Um, are you aware of SKs that take um, credit for other incidences that were not there? They weren't responsible for. Uh, yeah, there's there's uh there's actually a handful. Um, there's a lot of them. Um, the one that I can probably think of right now is uh the, um D- David Parker Ray. Um, mm-hmm. he actually, I think he was convicted of. You know, um, he was he was convicted of murder, but he was convicted of uh, torture and uh, rape, mm-hmm. and he was convicted and sentenced to like two hundred and twenty four years, apparently. And there, he was suspected of of at least sixty kills. Oh wow! Um, he bragged, but you know, he bragged about about it a lot to the point where like he wasn't really, you know. He wasn't being real honest about it, and like they would go out there and look for bodies, and they wouldn't find anything. He'll draw maps and whatever. So like, there's he suspected of sixty, but he they really never found any of them. Really? So there's, yeah, there's a lot. Of, you know, you'd be surprised how like a lot of other people. Uh, there's regular people out there that that take, uh, you know, that confess to these murders, even though they are not the the culprit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, a lot, you know, Jomini Ramsey, right, Jomini Ramsey is a pretty good uh, incident because I think there's been like a handful of people who confessed to that, mm-hmm. to that case, and nothing is tied back to anything concrete. Even the most recent um, rumor that was going on with, with Gary Oliva uh, possibly being involved in that crime, yeah. uh, that was something that had been suspected for a while now. In fact, we had we had talked about it. That was our first true crime um, conversation that we had. It was actually our first live that we did. You know, we yeah. used to do recorded shows. Our first live that we did, uh, we touched on the John Benet Ramsey case, and Jaime had brought up Gary Oliva. He didn't bring him up by name, but he brought up the fact that police were investigating somebody who apparently lived close, who was uh, an offender, and mm-hmm. had stated that he had committed this crime. And so this wasn't anything new. And you know, he's not the only one who has confessed to that crime. And so for some reason, it does end up happening quite a bit. Um, yeah, I mean, even with, you know, BTK, I remember the only reason he came back into the, you know, the spotlight was because someone else was taking credit for it. They were actually giving credit to someone else, to another serial killer. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah they, they were they were saying that, oh, um, either BTK either passed or moved, right? And then he they ended up saying that it was someone else, and then he came back and uh, sent in uh, a driver license of uh, one of the victims and said, "I'm still here." Oh, wow. but but between those times, they I think he had a kid, so like he kind of like lay low yeah. for a while. Yeah. So taunting that, that sounds a little bit like taunting, right? And you know, yes, there's sir. been a accusation of taunting in this case, you know, where. You know, Long Island, uh, the LISK um, would call some of the victim's family members from the victim's phones and taunt them for a while. Is that common amongst? I mean, SKs? I mean, you have Zodiac. Zodiac did a lot of that. He would, uh, you know, talk to the media and the cops, send things to the cops and the media to newspapers. And I mean, they never caught him though. 
I mean, they always suspected of someone, but they never, they never, they never really actually um, caught the the guy. You know? Yeah. What uh, about like subliminally? Have you ever heard of an SK that was interacting with media or or newspapers uh, in a way that they weren't disclosing that they were the SK? Like, for instance, in, in the Brian Koberger case, mm-hmm. Inside Looking, or you know, Papa Rogers, they've all been you know, um, profiles that people suspect were Brian Koberger. And, you know, hearing this about other SKC, SKs aren't my, uh, serial offenders aren't my, my, my thing. I, I, I've honestly never studied them. I don't know very many of yeah. them, to be honest with you. And so Jaime is our, our expert on the, um, I don't know about uh, expert, but I know, uh, uh, <laughs> I know a little bit about them. Yeah, he's the expert, and so, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I, I just feel that, like to me, I never thought that Brian Koberger was a part of those uh, profiles because that would be a pretty big red flag, right? And mm-hmm. I felt that in his situation, um, he was aware of what those red flags were, and and he studied what other mistakes that were done by other offenders that you would have assumed that he would have been able to not he would have known not to do some of those things right um yeah but are you aware of anybody who um i guess well i guess when those cases that would be a modern way of of inserting yourself into the case you know becoming part of the search team you know, yeah. by by joining these forums and saying mm-hmm. things and trying to figure out who the, the, the you know the Idaho killer was prior to Brian Koberger's arrest. Yeah. Um, how many how many SKs are you aware of, or, or any of them come to your mind that inserted themselves into the case? I I think at one point, you know, most of the uh, serial killers I, I I've heard about at one point either insert themselves into the case or they just keep up with it. You know what I mean? Uh, trying to find out. What they know or what they don't know, uh, right. but I think most of the times that I see like actual like you know killers inserting themselves into cases is when they're mi- uh, like missing missing people. I don't know mm-hmm. if you like you know when when a girl or the the husband's uh, wife is missing and he wants to help and or the neighbor wants to help and, and they're the ones that committed the crime. I th- I've seen that more than than actual. Um, SKs, but I think if I could think of one right now, it would probably be um, Edmund Kemper, the co-ed killer. I remember he he used to um, frequent uh, a bar called uh, I can't remember the name of the bar, but it was a bar for all the for the cops and, and judges to go drink and whatnot. He would be in there, ask questions about what they look for, you know. And at the time, he was actually a serial killer, talk, you know, talking to cops about, you know, things that he should be like, you know, what they look for in, in, a, in a case, in a, in a murder. So that was right. that was kind of weird, too. I mean, BTK also, um, I think it was security, too, at least uh, what I know. It was security. I think he would also have uh, chats with, with law enforcement at one point. Uh, but like, I think. But when it comes down to the taunting, I think it just comes down to the part to the fact that some of these serial killers go years upon years without being caught, and they just get cocky, man. They get cocky. Yeah. They they get um, 
they get real brave, you know what I mean, bold. And that's Good. when they commit their, their mistakes. That's usually when they commit the mistakes. Um, I, I haven't heard about I – mean, I'm sure there is, but I haven't heard about someone who's committed a crime like Brian Cooper has. And, um, like, you know, if if he's the one the, um, and taunted from the first uh, crime, you know what I mean? I think most of these serial killers taunt later on through their, I guess, your their career, I guess you can say. Right. Um, right. They, 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 like I said, they just get braver and braver and cocky and, and they, they make mistakes later on. They're not as neat as they were in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, because right. they, they, they get more like, oh, I haven't got caught yet. What else can I do? How far can I push the limit? Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And like, like I said before, like anything after before the two thousands, like you know, even maybe the nineties, it was a lot easier to get away with things. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Uh, that's why some of these serial killers went 40, 50 years without being caught. Well, everything has a camera now, man. Everything has a camera. Everything records, yes, even like the cars and walk by a tesla too close to it it can record you you know some of those anti-theft cameras and that people put on their mirrors and dashes and then people have cameras all over their houses now yeah no especially like even with your phone me it's a it's pretty much a tracking device right mm-hmm. yeah yeah but you get permission <laughs> what, yeah. what about what about like for instance in the delphi case where richard allen and he supposedly helped out you know, he, he did the pictures for free. Now, in my opinion, I think there's probably some, you know, um, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he kept, kept pictures or yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? The... He did that for his own personal thing. Mm-hmm. But I, in those type of situations, is that common, you know, to, to have, you know, somebody go and try to help the family out? In, in an isolated incident like that? Well, or do you like think that's isolated. Do you think that's even isolated? <laughs> I mean, that's as far as we know, right? Right, right. Yeah. As far as we know, it is. But I don't know. I don't know if that's his first time, man. I mean, you yeah, know, he moved a few times, and there's, mm-hmm. yeah, True. you know, not to not to go too far off topic, but like just thinking about where or what happened, right? He, whoever, you know, I know a lot of people don't think it was him either, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at two thirteen or whatever, you know, he's seen on the on the bridge. There's a Snapchat video of him walking across, and from there, it's like a an immediate cross of the river. It seems like he parked his vehicle by the old CPS building, not relatively close. So it doesn't seem like the motive going into that scene was a kidnapping, right? You don't park your car that far away if you're gonna, you know, commit a kidnapping. It's too risky to me. Right, right, right. You're not going to walk that far or whatever. And so I don't know what the, you know, and to me, it, it sounds like the motive or it was very much premeditated. You know, the incident was very much premeditated and that's what he was going to do very quickly. No thought. I mean, you go and look at, for instance, the, um, we look at the, at the Idaho for, at the Linda, Linda Lane footage for the Idaho murders, right? And yeah. you see this white vehicle that we suspect is the uh, the offender in the case. And that vehicle drives around multiple times. There's hesitation there. 
even after the fact, even after four o'clock when the door dash, and that's what I'm suspecting is what's different, right? In that situation is that, you know, lights are turned off or whatever. And then after that point, you're starting to see um, some erratic driving. You see him do the turnaround at apartment 52, attempts to park or do a three-point turn in front of the house, then goes at the King, uh, King Queen Road intersection, does a, a three-point turn, then goes all the way back around to swing around behind the, the victim's house. You know, you can see the hesitation. You can see the the erratic movements and whatnot. You know, based on what we know in the Delphi case, you know, Richard Allen showed up there relatively quickly, and right after he arrived, uh, he walked straight there. You know, you can see him a brief couple of seconds of him walking on the bridge there. You know, he's not hesitant. He's walking directly at them. You know, that incident occurs and he's gone right away, right? So there's no hesitation there. Koberger, there's some hesitation, erratic driving. I can, if I'm looking at both of those just from that aspect alone, I would have said that the Idaho person was more than likely their first time versus the Delphi incident because just because of that alone. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I could see that. Yeah. And so I, I honestly don't think this is Richard Allen's first time. It could, I mean, it, could, it might not be, but I mean, as far as we know, he's been just uh, accused of these two, right? Of these two uh, girls. Right. I think <laughs> they're looking. Yeah. I think they're looking at him. At, uh, there was an elderly couple. Mm-hmm. Um, out of Iowa, I think that they were looking at him for. I'm not sure how true that is. That speculation. <laughs> Don't take that for 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 truth, y'all. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I, I just that's what I was told that there was, or that's what I read somewhere that there was. Uh, I think an Iowa mm-hmm. um, couple that was elderly or up there in age at least. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I I see the hesitation there. I think that. Also, his age. I mean, Richard Allen is up there in age. I think even at that time, he was in his 40s, maybe 30s. Know, is that common? Is that common? Well, I mean, like I said before, like some of these people, some of these um, serial killers don't get caught the first time they, they do a crime. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, um, they take years and years. I mean, yeah. they might they might go years without killing, you know, but they do kill within you know, so many people in like maybe like 20 years. Um, in this case, but starting off though at like well, start, starting off, you start off real. Usually, it's early. I mean, they usually show signs uh, early as you know, in childhood, from you know, uh, their fire starters, bedwetting, uh, abuse to you know animals, uh, you know stuff like that. There's 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 uh there's signs and you know I think. At that point, once they started getting older, they don't get that same satisfaction of those thoughts or of you know hurting animals that they want to move on to, a, you know, a person. Right. And they usually start with from. I think the average is probably between eighteen, twenty-two. That's when usually they start. I mean, I yeah. could be wrong, but that's from from what I what I've seen. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. in the Rex in Rex Human's case, I was mm-hmm. listening into uh, Grizzly True Crime earlier today, and she was talking about the timeline with with Rex. And apparently, he got divorced in the early '90s, and the reason behind the divorce was because of irreparable um, 
damage to the relationship due to Rex uh, claims of Rex having um, relationships with uh, sex workers. Mm -hmm. And so I, for one, don't think that even in 2010, that that's when he started. I think that we're going to find out that this yeah. sick SOB has been going to work for a while. Yeah, I believe so, too, man. I believe if, um, if he was starting off early, real early with, you know, sex workers, unfortunately, you know, the sex, you know, industry, um, you know, if people go missing in that industry, they, you know, they don't take that as a priority. You know what I mean? They're yeah, adults. Yeah. They can, you know, they, they make their own decisions, but unfortunately, they don't take, they don't do, you don't take that as priority. And some of these murders go years or even unsolved. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in yeah. this case, luckily, you know, there was DNA and, you know, there was evidence pointing to that direction of Rex. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that they did the genealogical thing here in Rex's case as well. I mean, they talk about the Chevy Avalanche, right, being the indicator as far as what kind of turned them in that direction. You know, that's the same thing that they did in Coburger's place. Oh, we, he has a white Elantra, right? And they found the white Elantra, looked up his, uh, you know, they found his Elantra. They looked up a, a citation, found his phone number, connected him the whole nine yards, right? In this case, it's kind of the same thing. They they found the avalanche, and it was an avalanche that was similar to one that was seen or uh, by a witness. And so, you know, I find that to be bull crap. There's a bunch of avalanches out there. You know, I think that um, the genealogical tree and, you know, the FBI got involved and they helped out in this case. They had hair. They had multiple strands of hair from multiple people, including Rex's wife. And so I think that that's probably what started this really going into this direction. Um, mm -hmm. And and then once they found this guy, it was very easy to build the case. How, how, what do you guys how do you guys feel? And I'll start off with you, Big Lou. Um, in comparison between the Long Island case with Rex Humerman mm -hmm. and the Idaho case with Brian Koberger, prosecution and law enforcement are tackling this from two different angles. Mm -hmm. Right. You have. Idaho being very secretive, gag order, very strict, not a lot of information coming out. It's allowed for some speculation. Yeah. And the Rex Humerman case, a lot of information has been out. They've been very open, little speculation, but comes the question, will he get a fair trial? How, how, how do you feel about those two situations? I think he, he, will, he will get a fair trial but because he's, they're going to get the same information we got. And they're actually going to get, you know, even more information. They're actually going to see the photos. They're going to see, um, you know, the DNA, the analysis they did. And they're going to bring their experts in to match it to them. And right. not, not that it's not going to be fair, but if it's him and he got caught they're gonna, and they get a guilty plea, they got the right information. Right. But like, for instance, myself, like I, I, I'll legitimate say right now, like I'm not a juror, so I, I, I'm not held to any standard. Right. I can have my opinion. I think Rex Huberman is like 100 percent guilty. His searches, the pictures of him at the freaking store where he's buying the burner phones, you know, yeah. all of those things, just the DNA, the, the hair, the whole nine yards right underneath the tape. There was yeah. hair underneath the tape. You know what I mean? So, uh, it's, I mean, it's just as bad as having someone's DNA underneath the body of a victim. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I paused there to, on purpose. So, like, and if, you, if I didn't have my shades, you would have seen my eyes go back and forth. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, in, in this situation, I think that Rex Humerman is guilty. And a lot of the reasons I do is because of the information that's out there. In the Idaho case, I think that Brian Koberger is about 70% guilty. Mm. So the fact that they have it limited or gag does kind of work in favor of the defense in essence in my anecdotal experience as far as my personal thoughts on on uh, on the suspect prior to trial right but there is significantly less speculation in the rex humorman case than there is in brian cobra i mean what are your thoughts on it what do you think is better what do you think uh, who do you think is handling the situation better um, I really think that you know the charges with uh against Rex is a lot more solid than it is with Kohlberger at this at this point. Um, they have a lot more on him than you know, like you said, they have video of him purchasing burner phones. They they have that certain number calling the victims' phones. You know what I mean? Uh, all right. the transactions, uh, they have DNA, hair samples, uh, even the description of the car or the truck. Or does, that je- does that jeopardize his constitutional right for a fair trial, in your opinion? I, I, I don't think so, man. I don't think so. You don't think so? I'm 90%, like you said earlier, I'm 90% sure that, that Rex is the, the one that did these crimes. Yeah, but I think I think the goal of, you know, in court and, and here's the thing. And it's going to be difficult in this case, although I don't think it's going to be as difficult as Idaho. I think Idaho has gotten way more publicity and it's more recent. Right. I think that uh, Gilgo or Long Island serial, you know, whatever you, you want to call them. Right. L.I.S.K. You know, that has been something that. You know, the height of the media realm of that case was back in the 2010s when it was fresh. Right. Right now they found the guy. So it it spiked up again. But it's, you know, the case is so much so old that it's not like in Idaho where it's so fresh. You know what I'm saying? The case had occurred and then six, you know, seven weeks later they had an arrest. And so it looks like we'll have a trial within a year. I don't know how possible that is. I think I think it's going to be moved, but as of right now, it's set within the year, right? And yeah. so, you know, I think that one is going to be way more difficult to find a non-biased jury. You know, I think also you look at the population of the area. You know, Moscow's a lot smaller than mm-hmm. you know Long Island as far as the population goes. So, I think there's going to be that opportunity. Um, so, in Idaho. Do you think that prosecution and law enforcement should act more like they are in Long Island by re- revealing more information to the public to lower that speculation? Do you think that speculation and misinformation that is out there is more damaging than having the truth out there? What do you think, Jaime? I, I honestly think that the gag order is uh, no bueno because that's mm-hmm. what's that's why a lot of people speculate, right? Including ourselves. Yeah. Um, I think it was a little bit upfront, you know, a little bit more, uh, you know, um, not evidence, but you know, more, more transparent. I guess you can say. 
Um, yeah. It'll work a lot easier for them, especially with us in the public eye, you know. For... Yeah, but like I, I always remember cases when in the past and they wouldn't put out a lot of information. They just said this person got a, you know, arrested for this murder and they would wait to the court hearings. So we are asking for more information than before. Yeah, well, back then, social media wasn't as crazy as it is now. You got so many avenues to, to use. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, including, like, including, like, like even in TikTok, man, you see things you never saw before, like, in other, in other countries you never heard about, you know what I mean, ha happening. I mean, I'm sure it was happening years and years upon, you know, before, and we're now just finding out about it. It's like, oh, man, that actually happens. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. now with social media, you, you find that everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's um. Well, that's why they want to do away with TikTok, right? Because they want to control the narrative. TikTok isn't from here, so uh, yeah. you can't control the narrative on it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, exactly. You know, but so they're also selling our information to <laughs> to other people. Pretty, so. pretty much. I mean, we're getting screwed on both ends. Yeah, I remember. I, I was like, I remember I was looking for a. Uh, a swimming for a swimming pool for the kids and stuff, and then like all of a sudden I got all these ads on Facebook and on TikTok and shit. No, what the hell? They're listening to us. Yeah, yeah. that's why I think it's funny, right? When when you're watching these um, other YouTube content creators, right, and they're showing like, for instance, trials or whatever, but they're not premium members, and then like commercials will pop up. Pay attention to it because those commercials. Are, are based on what that YouTube creator is searching. Mm -hmm. So you get an idea of who they are off screen. Yeah. And so, like, if I were to log into Hymas, God knows what would, what would show up in the commercial section. <laughs> I like yeah. that last comment. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, stop it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> What's it called? Um, yeah, what was I, I, I said I like cucumber. <laughs> uh, so, well, anywho, that was funny. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so check that out. I think it's hilarious. I think uh, you get an idea of what um, what the other creators are into. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> Rex Humerman, he's uh 50 year 50, what was he 59 years old? Uh 2010, I think is when let me see, let me pull up. Let me, let me share this real quick. Share screen. And here's a little bit of a timeline, uh, the complete timeline of events leading up to his arrest, right? Mm -hmm. So April 20th, 1996. Favorite day. A pair of legs wrapped in plastic are discovered on Fire Island. Right. So this is well before the three that he's being charged with. This is like almost, you know, 15 years earlier. So okay. I think the first ones were like in 2010, right? 
Uh, yes, true, man. Um, how how far is that from Long Island? Fire Island? Yeah. I have no idea, man. I didn't even know a Fire Island exists. To be one hundred and ten percent honest with you. What's it I'm called? Yeah, can you do, can you do me that favor and look it up real quick? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I'm mean, no, I'm asking because you know, back in the day, the, uh, I think it was like '93. In 1993, they they caught uh, Joel Rifkin. I don't know if you ever heard of him. No? Um, I haven't. No. Yeah, uh, uh, he was a, a serial killer out there um, doing some damage on Long Island. Uh, he was uh, dumping bodies in, you know, rivers, you know, any everywhere he could. Well, fire, Ire- fire, fire, Ireland. <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. Fire, I- fire, Island is like, um, like South Padre Island is mm, to okay. to the coast. So it's like a couple of islands outside of a Long Island. Yeah. Well, Joel Rifkin was um, committing crimes between 1989 and 1993. Hmm. So, I mean, maybe it's, you know, some, some of his victims still. I mean, he's, yeah. Supposedly he's, he killed 17 prostitutes. Jeez. So, I don't know that that might, you know I mean? And they didn't discover all the bodies. I think only one discovered like nine. Jeez. That's horrible, man. So they they discover. I don't understand why they're connecting him to the uh, or this these legs to. Let me see. Uh, the woman is referred to as Fire Island Jane Doe. Her remains were the first indication that something sinister was happening along Long Island. That's all it says. November two thousand. Partial remains are found uh, in Manorville, Long Island. Uh, this woman is referred to Manorville Jane Doe by investigators. July 2023, partial remains are found and again in uh, Manorville. In the same location, remains were discovered three years prior. And so it definitely does sound like the like those two are connected, in my opinion. Um, you know, partial remains. Um, I, I would assume that the, uh, the one in 1996, um, they might be um, putting together because there was only re- partial remains that were found as well. So I think that... Um, oh, well, uh, well, is it partial remains because it was dismembered or is it partial remains because it was that decomposed? It doesn't say on, on the two that were found in 2000 and 2003, but in 96, they say severed. So it sounds like at least okay. those were... were, yeah. were cut because out. in Rex's situation, I think it was... I don't think he dismembered anybody, did he? Or yeah. in the ones that he's being charged with. Yeah. So July of 2007, uh, Marine uh, Barnes, 25, is seen alive for the last time. Okay. Uh, and so this is one that he's not being charged with, I believe, but he's one that has been very closely looked at. The three mm-hmm. that that they charged him with were the three found in burlap sacks. sacks. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so... Um, July 20, uh, 12, 2009, uh, Melissa Bartholomew, 24, the Bronx disappears. And so um, the night she disappeared, she told friends she was visiting a client. After her disappearance, her family received several phone calls from her cell phone in New York City. And they said on the other end where taunting calls was the voice of a man. So this is one of the persons 
And and there was some rumors there because uh, I was listening in on again, you know, Grizzly True Crime. Shout out to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was talking about how some of these workers that have gone out on dates or whatnot or had experiences with wrecks have indicated that they were leaving their phones behind. Hmm. Right? They they left their phones behind. They didn't take their phones on the date, and there was a speculation there that maybe perhaps that was part of you know his deal like hey don't bring your phone mm-hmm. and if somebody did the the response was ta- you know ta- taunting and tormenting the victims families no oh, that's uh, that, i mean you know when you say stuff like that like you know when you're saying about the, them leaving the phone and then yeah. you're saying that you know other uh workers are coming forward and saying that they had some kind of uh, interaction with him on dates or whatnot you know, it brings me back to Edmund Kemper, right? The co-ed killer where he, you know, for almost a year and a half, he would just go out and give co-eds rides, you know, trying to, you know, learn how to put them at ease so they won't, you know, suspect of any uh, nefarious um, activity, you know what I'm saying? So like, he, he did that for like yeah. a year and a half just trying to, you know, get these girls to trust uh, and, yeah. and, you know, Give him rides and whatnot, yeah. especially because he was using his mom's car, and they had a the, the mom's car had like those uh those stickers, little teacher stickers, so they can park. Yeah, and he was so big, he was like six seven, six eight, right? Yeah. So they, they actually thought they were, he was like a you know teacher, so they they would he would give him rides, and he wouldn't do anything at first until he started getting you know a lot more secure, uh, more brave, and you know more confident with himself, and then he started, you know. Taking out these girls and the, the, he would murder them and, and he would do a lot of things over their bodies and whatnot. And then, right. and earlier you said something about you know the bodies uh, in the the Gilgo Beach murders, right? Yeah. That apparently they were they were all facing a certain direction, right? Yes. Yeah. The supposedly um, the ones that were attributed were were facing east. Hmm. And that's towards Atlantic City. So they were. The thought was apparently that he had them facing towards Atlantic City, and a lot of these workers were from Atlantic City. Hmm. That's crazy. That's that's weird. Um, when you said that earlier, I was like, yeah, it still it brought me back. You know, I see some similarities between Rex and and, and Edmund Kemper, right? Because. Um, you know, Ed Kemper murdered uh, a girl, and uh, his mom. Well, first of all, his mom was real, real domineering, right? Like he, mm-hmm. his mom, you know, by his account said that you know he didn't think his mom loved him or you know treated him real bad. Um, but I know that one of his victims he ended up dismembering and he buried the victim's head uh, under like almost close close to the windowsill, his mom's windowsill. Oh, wow. and he put the the head facing the the window mm-hmm. because he said that his his mom was always always hoping people would look up to her and that was his way of like you know like a jab to her i guess you can say that's crazy man well supposedly like from his house um you could look over mm-hmm. and see where his body dumps were yeah yeah right? and that's and that's what i was like so it's facing away from they're facing away from his house right 
I think so. I'm gonna try yeah. to look this up. I, I believe they're I facing away up. from his house. So like if 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 anything, I would think he would um uh place the the victims facing towards his home. His house? Yeah. I mean almost like a like a memento, like a like almost like a trophy, get that pleasure out of you know, knowing that these he did this kind of crime and these victims are still looking towards him. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. For sure. Like because that would make sense to me. You know? Uh, let me see if I can find the look the the I want to find the exact location on uh, Google Earth. Wonder, why would you put them close to your house? Is the thing like it's closer for them to be able to investigate, or maybe he just wanted to be close to the investigation. The case came asking questions. You'll be surprised how many people or so many how many serial killers buried their their victims in their own um, house, man. I mean, look at um, John Wayne Gacy. All his victims, most of his victims were in his house under the cross space. 17 bodies they brought out. Yeah. You know, right I under his know. right right under his floorboards, man. Um, the, um Dennis Nielsen, um, he would kill his victims and he will spend weeks with them, man. He'd bathe them, put them to watch TV with them, sleep with them. Like they call them they call him killing for company because he didn't like the fact that after these uh interactions they would leave so he would kill the person and keep them uh and also i think somebody asked if if um edmund kemper killed his grandparents yes he did that was that was um that was his first kill i think those were the first first victims to his own grandparents just because he wanted to find out how it would feel to kill someone that's freaking horrible, man. Yep. Then the, I think it was like 15, I think, at the time. Shot him with the 22, I believe. Jeez. Oh, uh, yeah, they put him in a mental how uh, mental facility, and they let him go at 18 back to I think his mom's house. Yeah, and um, and then he killed his own mom <laughs> later on. Jeez. Yeah, man. I think he had 13 victims. And I think three of them were actual, like you know, the grandparents and the his own mom. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's out there. So like like I said earlier, like I would think that he will, it was almost like a like a like a trophy to him. You know what I mean? If he's the guy, because he every serial killer takes some 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 sort of, of trophy or either either that or they take pictures. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, he, it sounded like he took a bunch of trophies, clothes, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Yeah, I mean, the from shoes to clothes to jewelry, uh, BTK took uh, licenses. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, the, they take them because you know every time they look at them, they can also like they also they get some pleasure out of it. You know, what I mean, it's like a high for them. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that. Maybe maybe we should do a. Mm-hmm. Uh, a dedicated show to Kemper, see what he did and how. Yo, Kemper, uh, Kemper, super smart man. I think his IQ was IQ was like at one thirty something. Super smart. Um, he turned himself in. Yeah, he did. Uh, I think he turned himself in because he didn't. He he knew he wasn't going to be able to stop. 
Yeah. So he called himself in. At the first time that he called in, they didn't believe him. He had to call back. Jeez. Yeah, man. So, so this is where Rex lives. Um, you can see this is his house right there. I, I marked it in blue. All right, Mesquite Park. There's Amityville. He lives pretty close to that incident too. And here's Gilgo Beach down here. And Atlantic City South. See, that doesn't make sense because that, that, that article I sent you said that they were facing east. That's not east. Hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? East mm-hmm. would have been like out towards the ocean. Yeah, so I don't think they I don't think there was any uh anything behind it, you know what I mean? I don't think so at least. But I what I do uh-huh. think it's 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 gonna sound weird. It's gonna sound real, super, super weird, but like you know, they, they found these four bodies and plus they found a couple of more, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they can't, they can't uh, pinpoint that to Rex at this point. At least not yet, right? No, yeah, not not yet. So, what are the odds that this dumping ground had another serial killer using that? I mean, do you think Rex did this on his own? Do you think maybe maybe this is? Two people doing this together, sometimes separate, sometimes together. Not at all. It could be. There's there's been a lot of um, dual serial killers. You know what I mean? The reason why I say that is because you know that uh, Shannon Gilbert. You know her disappearance. There was multiple people on the phone, and during that interview with the uh, female that went on a date with Rex. Mm-hmm. He it sounded like Rex attributed her passing also to the Long Island serial killer, and so I, that's it's, I just find it weird. Weird, but I, I found a great map that shows everything. So here's Rex's house right there. Um, these are the um, where dump sites were at. Um, we have where Peaches, which is an unidentified woman. Um, Jane Doe right here, which is straight ahead. Another, yeah, these are all just dump sites. Yeah. I, I thought they would say which which person was there. Yeah, so what was the other one? Um, something about a partner. Yeah, was Thank it, you so uh, much, Bonnie. Thank you, Bonnie. Yeah. Thank you, Bonnie. There was another yeah. one I saw. Yeah, okay. the one right above it says, I think he had a partner. It could be, man. You'll be surprised how many of there out there that had that had partners. Do you know what I mean? I mean, um, uh, uh, the name Bonnie, uh, Bonnie and Clyde, right? But I Bonnie and Clyde is probably one of the the biggest ones, right? At this point, I mean, you got also the Hillside Strangler had a partner. Um, mm-hmm. You got Rosemary Rose Rose and Fred West. Um, they were husband and wife. Um, Convicted of 13 kills, including their own daughter. Um, you got who else? The Ken and Barbie killers, which was uh, what's his name? Paul Bernardo and um, Carla. Was it Carla Homoka? Yeah, I have yeah. no idea who any of those people are. Yeah, man. They, they, <laughs> That's why you're on the show, my man. <laughs> the to- toy box killers, um, toolbox murder. Yeah, man. I mean, there's a lot. Otis Tool. Yeah, exactly. There's a, there's a lot. You'll be surprised how many duels there are, man. That it, serial killers. You'll be surprised, man. Um, and, yeah. I, and also, like, 
I remember you sent me. A, you also sent me a a, a a link too, where they were also checking out the the waters, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They think that he may have used a boat. Supposedly, he was a duck hunter, right? Mm-hmm. And there was something. So the uh, the person that went on a date stated that um, Rex went into some details of a couple of things. One was on a victim that she hadn't heard about, mm-hmm. and another was in a manner in which the the bodies were dumped. She said that she didn't want to come forward with that information yet. She wanted to go to police with it and see if there was something, you know, there about it. But he was a duck hunter. There's been speculation maybe he had a boat. Uh, I think one of the things that they took out of his house was a life jacket. And so, I mean, just kind of looking at this map here, is it possible that that he was, you know, coming in from somewhere else on this side? Because I, I would assume that if he lived over here, Mm-hmm. You know, this is Long Island. This is the New York area. Um, there's a lot of tolls and there's a lot of like cameras and shit, right? Yeah. So if, if he drove to this side or got a ferry or whatever the case, I feel like one of these highways would have captured him or captured the uh, the avalanche on camera. Yeah. Unless oh. he took a boat across the bay. I mean, it almost sounds like Dexter, huh? Ex- no, I don't really watch Dexter. <laughs> I literally just watched it for like the fourth time, dude. Like, I, I love this show. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. <laughs> shitty engine. No, uh, the ending was shitty. I'll, 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 I'll tell you that. But like, no, it, like Dexter was use a boat and go dispose of the the body parts. Mm-hmm. Um, but in his case, he was dismember. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, every sort of curl is different. Right. Even though they're sold, like I mean, even though they had the same uh, mo, you know, the, you know, taking out people, um, they all have their own rituals. Yeah, they all do it for a different reason. Yeah, that's true. Let me see. I want to see what this area looks like. Dexter, real person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I, that's a that's a cool show. Um, you know, if if y'all are interested in like that kind of topic, serial killers and whatnot, there's a there's a podcast. I believe it's on Spotify. If I'm correct. Um, it's called Serial Chillers. Oh and, yeah, you yeah. The, the, the podcast is fun. It's fun. It's fun because they ask questions and you get to answer them, get points or whatever. But it's it's a it's a real cool podcast. Just to check it out. I mean, they have, yeah, man. they have a bunch of a bunch of stories about the you know the the, the life of the serial killer. Plus, they have still like side stories of different murders and cold cases. So, y'all should check it out. Hell yeah, man! That's a that's a I don't know, man. Would you go out there on a boat by yourself? Uh, day or night? Yeah, at night. Yeah, into the into the mosh or whatever they call it out there. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. But you know, like for instance, <clears throat> like when I go to Rockport or whatever, and you go into the bay there, uh, it's typically not that deep. The bays aren't that deep. Maybe mm-hmm. a lot of it's like four feet, three feet. Yeah, really shallow areas. And so, I wonder if. You know that makes a difference or not, but 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, going through there at night, shit, getting lost. <laughs> Somebody asked if if Dexter is a real person. I don't. I don't think Dexter, the the character, is not a real person. It says, I mean, the character, of course, right? But like, I think it's right. made from different serial killers and put into that one character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that, if you haven't watched it, y'all need to watch it. It's cool. It's a good to go. I one. thought it. I, I tried watching it from the beginning, but I, I just couldn't get into the first episode. Yeah, it's a slow burn, man. It's a slow burn. Like I, I tried to watch it, it just see. Look at the look at that boat. That's not a that's a big boat. Mm-hmm. You yeah. got to have a, lot, a good amount of water. To, you're not putting that in a four foot of water boat. Yeah. So I, I don't think this is just four feet. Also, also a good uh, on Netflix. Even though they're not sponsoring us, but they should. Um, mm-hmm. Netflix has a show called uh, I think it's called Mindhunter. Uh, it's it, and the, the only thing about it is that it, there's only one season to it because it's real good, dude. It's real good, but it was like so apparently it was too expensive to make, so they they canceled it. So it has one season, but it's, it's a real good season though. You should check it out. Yeah. What's it called? I think it's called Mindhunter. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> I was late. <laughs> he made him so long. I tried to mute him as fast as I could. Yeah, it's it's my it's called my hunter. It's about uh, how you know the profilers came to like how it's first starting. My empty can. My bad. But yeah, it was a pecan. (laughs) So yeah, no, I gotta watch that mine hunter. Yeah, this place here, man. I mean, be honest with you, if you get in a boat and you go into, there could be, there could be a lot of stuff. Bodies up in this thing, man. Because I mean, that's what one thing I was trying to look at. Like, like let's just say he did get a boat, right? Mm-hmm. And and cross somewhere around here. Like, man, it's hard to see from here. I wish I can get like some. It sucks because nobody's taking a picture and posted it up on Google while on a boat somewhere around here, right? But it, it looks. The terrain looks pretty crazy, man. Like in the water, like they have that grass that's sticking up. I guess that's what's called that that marsh or whatever the marsh or whatever. I don't know what it's called, but marsh. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The marsh. Like I know from the movie The Departed. <laughs> that's where. Have you seen that movie The Departed with Leonardo DiCaprio, Jack Nicholson, uh, Mark Wahlberg? Great cast. Yeah. And Wahlberg was in that? I don't think it was. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Mark Wahlberg was in that. He was the he was one of the detectives. Oh, with uh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the detective. Remember, he was uh he was the undercover guy. Matt. He was uh, Matt Damon. No, no, no. Yeah, Matt Damon was there too. But Mark yeah, yeah. Wahlberg. It was Mark Wahlberg and I remember. And, I saw it years ago. What was his name? Emilio Estevan's dad or something. Um, I can't remember his damn name. Uh, Charlie Sheen's dad. I think it's Charlie Sheen's dad. I, I, I saw it years ago, man. I can't really, I won't, you know, I mean, I could watch it tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, it's a dope-ass movie. Uh, let me see if we can find it real quick. I'm going uh, to show you a scene from there. What's it called? Um, you also sent us pictures, right, on the, about, you know, how they were looking Martin, for Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. 
what's it called? You also sent us pictures of them looking. Uh, apparently, he had a, like a like a room, right? Like a separate room downstairs, like in the basement. Yeah, he had a basement that was like a concrete walls with a big ass. Um, what do you call it? A gate there. Mm-hmm. And I saw, I saw, I saw the picture where they were excavating the certain parts of the property too. Yeah, and they, mm-hmm. they, were they didn't find anything. Like, no, like no, I thought they were finding stuff and collecting it, but putting it in brown bags. But I wish maybe it was just trash. This. But uh, is that oh, yeah, him? That's, that's right. yeah, he's that. a. He's the one that talks the most shit in the damn movie. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time, man. <laughs> it's one of my favorites, man. When I didn't, when I first moved to San Antonio and I was starting, you know, uh, working and starting my business and stuff, I was, um, I was uh, kind of broke, and so I didn't <laughs> have cable or anything. I think I watched The Departed like three times a day because I couldn't have anything else to watch. Yeah, and I, I had that on DVD. I had like, I had like about. Like, 40 50 dvds at that point and um you know i just didn't have internet didn't have uh cable didn't have direct tv just had my apartment uh, and my cell phone would go to work and come back man it, it was an interesting time in my life when i first moved out here <laughs> needless to say but yeah let me pull up some of those pictures i wanted to i wanted to get your guys's um, opinion on it sure uh, let's see so let me make sure I go the right way. All right. Someone was asking if we've seen Hunted with Tommy Lee Jones. Where they yes. hunt people. Which was that one? Was that, is that one Benicio? I think Benito, right? Is it Benicio the Toro? No, that's not there, right? I don't think so. I don't know. I've never, I haven't seen it. I got to check that out, This is the... Um, this is his interview that he had about a year ago, right? And this interview has been taken down. Yeah. Oh, wrong way. And these are the selfies that he had on his on his burner phone. Does mm-hmm. that look like the same shirt to you guys? I, I, I think so. I don't know. I'll tell you one thing, man. He takes a better selfie than I do. <laughs> yeah, it's the one with Benicio del Toro. The Benicio del Toro. Okay, I've seen that one. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. It's a, the movie buff in me is coming up. <laughs> Everybody has a boat here too. In fact, my son's death boat is out in my yard. Jersey Devil. Oh, so she, Jer- Jersey Devil is probably out from that area. Mm-hmm. Um, how deep is the water? You know, in that bay, if you don't mind. I'm interested in knowing how deep it is, and you know, is it is it easy to get lost at night if you're going through there at night? Tell me about it. It's super dark. I'm not sure if it was. They said they were from there and it's super dark at night. Like pitch black. Yeah. That'd be scary, man. You know why? You know why it's scary, bro? Because I'm scared. Like, I don't know about you, but I get scared to know like if something like like if you're in the water, like just walking or swimming in the water, right? Um mm-hmm. like, and then something like brushes up against your leg. That's like the worst feeling ever, dude. <laughs> that's like the worst oh, feeling dude. ever. No, I know, man. No, I know. Let's see. Yeah. It's very easy to get dark or uh, getting lost at night out there. Interesting. You know, especially if you if you believe in like um like uh, ghosts. Like cri- yeah, cryptics and shit. <laughs> yeah. You're like it has to be a uh, the lock this monster. 
It has to. Yeah. yeah. I, I know what I, I heard a good ghost story today, but I'll tell it another day. <laughs> so, so I, I, you know, the picture on the left here, his hair looks shorter. It doesn't go over his ears compared to this picture on the right. And, and here you can see that the hair goes over his ears. If anything, uh, this picture is more likely than not. But that's a big dude, too. He's supposed to be like six foot six, you know, yeah. big, big guy. Um, and the women that he was targeting were around five foot or under, you know, very petite, very small, mm -hmm. you know. Um, we'll go through some of these pictures, before, you know, that we went through last time. Kind of get an idea of what you what you're seeing and what you're thinking there, Hyman. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about this image here that he had in his house of a of a little girl painting? But I, I think let me let me put some more context. He also had. Let me see if I can find it. He had that picture. And hopefully I didn't delete it. There it is. This picture as well in his house those are two different paintings but blonde haired child white looking child mm -hmm. one looks beat up one doesn't yeah one like a black eye and stuff yes yeah one of those sketch police posters from like missing missing people hmm. i mean i don't know it's disturbing, man. Like I don't even know who would have a painting like this in their house. That's just, just disturbing to me. I mean, most most of the time that you know some of these people that commit these crimes, not even not only like serial killers, but like you know, uh, child predators. I guess you could say mm -hmm. they have some type of uh, like pictures of you know, kids and whatnot. And from that, honestly, what that looks like, it's like they like that. Uh, like BDSM kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of the searches that he had were mm. were were about abuse, and and then, yeah. and then there's this that wasn't in apparently the only thing that we know is that it wasn't in one of the uh, his children's room, and I say children lightly because I think his his youngest child was like 26. Yeah, they're older, and so this is offspring. They, they aren't kids, but either way, this this wasn't in that room. You know, I, I'll tell you what I thought it was. I thought this was some kind of like shrine, not so much a shrine. I mean, it could be a shrine of uh, the. I mean, you look at the pictures that he had, right? Blonde hair, you know, light complexion, something similar as to what you're seeing here. Maybe that was the type. The other thing that I thought was, if you look at the size of this doll, it's, you know, it's bent. It's probably a good, it's probably a good size. I mean, it's probably about, compared to these men here, um, you know, about maybe a three foot doll, two and a half foot doll. Yeah. I, I thought that that was a tool, maybe perhaps to make his victims appear to be younger. Hmm. You know, they carried it. It was part of his fetish. It sounds like, you know, you look at his searches. Um, yeah. And then you look at uh, at the women that he was targeting, and, yeah. you know, putting them and surrounding them around toys that are bigger would have made their uh, their appearance of their size smaller, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so, 
that's what I saw when I when I saw this, and I don't think that's something that he would be washing or cleaning if he did use this as a as a tool. Mm. I think that uh, it would be a a, a memento, so to speak. Yeah, and I would I would would not be surprised if there's some DNA from victims found on that doll. It could be it could be right. It could be right. I mean, like I said, you know, different serial killers have this fetish, you know, from. You know, I don't. I don't think I should say them stuff. But like, you know, they they're all different. They all want. They get something out of it, like a pleasure out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like that could be his. You know what I mean? Especially because, like you said, the searches he had, the the women he picked, um, even the ones that are coming forward. They I saw one of them, blonde hair. You know, small, petite. Yeah. So I mean, it makes sense. And then, I mean, you 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 attach that with. Apparently, dolls were left behind mm-hmm. at the uh, memorials for some of the victims. All right. It's, I, I wonder if they found any room. more evidence on in that room itself besides the dolls, or even the well, they, they said that the search was fruitful, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they found a lot of evidence, my man. I think this guy is going to be charged with a lot of unsolved passing aways. <laughs> Could be. I mean, you know? you're 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 way past that where you have to say that. I already said killed and murdered. No, I know. That's why I was like, <laughs> I was like, I shouldn't even have said that. But um, that sounded weird, man. You better. It sounded. It did sound weird. It sounded it. uncomfortable. Fix it, sir. Fix it. Take, I think take we're going to find a lot. Take of, it back. Take it back. <laughs> take it back. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe he took you know, most of these victims into that room and uh, did whatever he had to do. You know what I mean? I mean, if, if there was, if he was responsible for the, the victims that had their bodies um, dismembered, mm-hmm. right? Let's say he was yeah. responsible for that. Because the other that, ones were officiated, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. I think so, yeah. And if if he, he, he had to have done that somewhere. Hmm? Right, you don't, you know, maybe perhaps a hotel, a cheap hotel somewhere mm-hmm. is possible. Um, but if he had like an underground room that was pretty close to where, you know, the yeah. dump site is, I think that's probably a logical place to look. I don't think they haven't found anything yet, but they're searching. I think. Yeah, they. I don't think they've they've connected him yet, but I think they are um, looking into him. The crappy thing that I read was that they can't use his DNA in other cases until he's convicted. Like, they got his DNA on the pizza crust, and they matched it to... Pizza? Uh, pizza, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, it's late. I've been talking all day. <laughs> and so... Uh, <laughs> that's my Texas coming in. Um, yeah, they got his DNA off of the pizza crust. And long story short... I was reading there that it's the apparently they can't use his his DNA until there's a conviction. Yeah, that DNA is only tied to, uh, you know, this case that they have investigating him against there in in Long Island. And so that possibility of him being charged in other cases outside of the state is probably going to happen after his conviction, which is going to be a while, I think. Yeah, I saw I saw that the. This comment where it said uh, it was meant for for guns, like a like a strong box, right? 
Right. Yeah, like he over had 200. a bunch of guns. That I heard he, uh, he, I heard he was over 200. I don't know if that's true or not. I think it was close to 300 guns. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. Well, it makes sense, right? <laughs> that he didn't use a gun because he was in such a like a gated community, pretty much. Dude, but he was a fanatic, a fan of weapons. Yeah. Well, I'm a collector. I don't think guns were used in any of his crimes, though. No, That's, I don't think so. Either. You know, but the the weird thing about it, though, is like this is New York, right? Mm-hmm. And New York has probably some of the strictest gun laws that there are. Yeah, you know, I, I find it weird that they weren't on to him about that situ- situation alone and looking into him and based off of looking into his background off of that alone didn't come across you know his other nefarious crimes that he was committing yeah no oh, yeah you know i asked you earlier do you think that you know since there are four bodies you know he's being tried for a charge at least right now for four right He's charged for three. And I mean, three. Suspected in the fourth, yeah. Yeah, three, and then suspected of the fourth, and then there's was it four more bodies? There's eleven oh, total. Wow. There's like eleven, oh, no. man. One, two, three. There's six, seven bodies, right? Still left there. Yeah. yeah. You know, like that's what I was asking. Is like you think maybe he had a partner, or maybe someone else was doing dumping there too? I think so, man. Because I like so. even here in Texas, we have the the Texas killing fields, right? Mm-hmm. Where they found like like seventeen bodies since like the late seventies or whatnot, and they never found out who it was. But they have said that it seems like they were all, you know, murdered differently by different people. So that that kind of tells you that there's probably like that could be a spot where they can you know other. Two or three other serial killers can be just dumping bodies, and that's 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 crazy, man. If that's yeah. the case, and then when it comes down to Rex, imagine just knowing that you know it, the possibility it might be there that it might be another serial killer there around the For same, sure. you know. I mean, especially like if you, even if you look at uh, uh, Joel Rifkin, which was back in the 90s or early late night, late 80s, and early 90s, I mean, he took out 17 prostitutes, man, and yeah, you know, what I mean, so. And, and as far, oh, sorry about that. As, as far as the doll goes that we have on the screen, uh, these were the dolls that were left at at some of these victims' memorials. Mm-hmm. There was this one, the one that I shown previously, and this one as well. And then there was um, this doll that was taken out of Rex Humerman's house. So that's why we were bringing that up. And there was a there was a guy I can't remember his name, but I remember seeing that I think he was with the. I believe he was in the Soviet Union somewhere, right? And he would, uh, he was a grave robber. And he would, he would rob graves, like, like recently passed people, right? That had just mm-hmm. been barely, like, buried. He would rob them and then he would turn them into, like, dolls, man. They, they, they found, like, like six of them at his house, man. Mm-hmm. That, that's just, that's just crazy, man. I'm, I'm telling you, man, there's, I mean, Ed Gein, right? Ed Gein. Also, murderer, and you know he will take he'll grave rob and make furniture out of his, um, of, you know, body parts. So there's there's just 
mental health, man. It's like it's these people have like that. They they just suffer from it, and it goes undiagnosed. And that's probably what you know. What happens is that they they don't they go undiagnosed for so long, and then they they believe they can get away with it. They don't have no no moral compass, I guess you can say. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what helps a lot too. That they don't have no conscience. They don't have no these emotions that we, or at least y'all have. You know, <laughs> I'm not asking. I'm not a serial killer. <laughs> but um, yeah, like that's why they could go and do this without, like they do the crime and then they can go home and and just be a normal normal person. You know what I mean? Yeah, they they have no no conscience, no, no yeah. feelings. And you know they they dehumanize their victims. They're not human to them. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like the property, uh, their objects are. That's what they are. I mean, take take taking like uh like BTK's daughter. Remember she came out and uh-huh. uh, made a statement about B, uh, uh Brian Colbert's case right too, and uh um, yeah. a couple of other ones. And um, he said that she said that she saw a lot of similarities between the dad, her dad. And Brian, right? Apparently, but at the same time, you kind of, you kind of be like, I mean, you live with the guy for so many years. Yeah, you know I mean, like, oh, you're good. Um, <laughs> you know, you so like for her to say something that is like, oh, it's the same as my dad. It's like kind of like, hey, man, you, you live with your dad for like the longest time so it just it just shows you like you know btk going home as a family person it's uh and for him not to like feel that in his conscience or anything like that and act like everything was cool it's it's scary man because like i said before it could just be it could be your neighbor it could be the guy walking down the street that's yeah, dude. no yeah, yeah man yeah. i mean don't don't remind me about my neighbor i'll tell you that much <laughs> <laughs> yeah blues had some problems with his neighbor yeah, I'll tell you, yesterday, man, I didn't have the 14-foot ladder yet. I was using my, like, I would say 13-foot extension ladder, and I was cutting some branches that I can reach. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty, I was up there, and, and all I can hear was, like, somebody yelling, like, okay, who's, who's, <laughs> who are you yelling at, right? And I had my music on. And it was my elderly neighbor yelling at me that, to get off the ladder, or the tree fell in her house, that she was going to sue me, and she was going to call the police. I was like, my tree's in the middle of my yard. Like, if it falls, it's going to fall in my yard. It ain't going to fall in your house. So, she was drunk. She was drunk and belligerent last night. To the point where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go inside because I'm tired of hearing this lady yelling at me for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big blue, crazy, my man. You're crazy. Oh, man. But when it comes to serial killers, man, I can go hours, hours. And movies, movies, music. I love all that, man. I'm a real big movie buff and music buff. You gotta you gotta watch those shows that me and Blue were talking about the other day then. Uh which ones? Premiere or Primer, I'm sorry. Have you seen Primer, the time travel movie? Is that the link you sent us like a long time ago? Yeah, it was like the best movie ever made for time travel. I can't remember. I mean, I can't remember it, man. I'll be honest. Yeah, it's a good movie. You got to check it out. So let me uh, let's finish this out. The uh, sounds good. The timeline, and then we'll call it a show. So perfect. Where were we? We were at 
here 2009 um may of 2010 shannon gilbert 24 of jersey city disappeared she disappeared after visiting the home of joseph brewer in oak beach detective said that Brewer did not was not a suspect in the investigation uh, gilbert called 911 before she disappeared and that was the uh, 911 tape that we listened to and you can yeah. do some some crazy stuff but the thing is in that case it was early on rumored that or believed that she may have drowned like ran into the mosh area and got lost and what happened? I can't hear you. Oh, and I'm by myself. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna answer all the questions, even the the risky ones. So take advantage when Danny's not here. Oh, I don't know what happened. I don't know what's going on. Is it my end? I am back. Can you hear me? Oh, there you go. I can't hear you. Dang it. Hold on. Oh, there, there it is. There it is. There it is. All right. So I accidentally kicked myself out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was on my end. I thought it was the one that was like lagged or something. I was like, what's going on? But I have like, oh, there it goes. It finally, it finally ended at the bottom and down there i had like five different screens i don't know if you saw that all right sorry um, about so, that. So, someone asked who's my favorite serial killer and i was like i'm not gonna answer that man i don't know if that's a good thing to answer right now what send is me, your send me send me an email uh, send me an email what was that so what is your um i don't i wouldn't say who's your favorite serial killer but what's your who, who do you think um who was the uh the smartest SK that you've seen that I've that I've heard about. Oh man, I mean the ones that got away, right? Oh. <laughs> I mean the Zodiac, you got Zodiac. Um, Golden State took forever for them to to find. Uh-huh. Uh, Gary Ridgeway, they took forever to find. But uh, I'm, not, I'm like, I think I think Zodiac, man, and then it's. Not saying much too, because you know, if it happened now, it would be a lot better or a lot easier to track, and you know, it'll be they'll give us it'll be more of a chance to find out the person. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, like Jack the Ripper. You know that they would have they would have found him a long time ago too. I mean, if that was the case with the DNA, but I mean that happened forever ago. Um, but like for me, it'll probably be just probably Zodiac. 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 Yeah. It's interesting. It's an interesting one. I mean, there's a lot of serial killers out there that that you know from different countries, uh, from everywhere, man. Women, men, children. It, it's scary, man. H. H. Holmes, first, first, first serial killer. So, <laughs> yeah, he, that, that, you know, that's funny that he they mentioned that because. He had a even built like a hotel, man, just to like torture and kill people. Yeah. So. Yeah, man, that is nuts. But sorry that about that, nuts. man. You you go you go ahead. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. No, no, you this case, man, I, I, I can go all. You day. know it all, man. No, no, no. You do, you do. So, like, um, in June 2010, Megan Waterman, 22 from Maine, is seen alive for the last time. And also during some of these women's uh, disappearance, Rex Humerman's wife was on vacation or gone. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was that was the other indication there. September 2nd, 2010, Amber Lynn Costello, 
27 disappears. Now, here's the other thing, too, like with that mosh area, you know, in the movie The Departed, they were dumping bodies in the mosh area as well. Now, I don't know if it was the same area there, mm-hmm. but it, it seems like because of the low amount of traffic that goes through there and probably difficulty of getting in and out, and there, it would seem like it'd be possible that multiple uh, responsible parties could be dr- dumping. It could be a dump site for multiple people. Yeah. Um, first remains of the uh, Gilgo Four are found in December 11, 2010. But like, if you look at these dates, June 6, September, July, I mean, uh, and May, right? These are three within a few months of each other. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like he was going on sprees at the very least, if if not continually, right? Um, and, and I think it sounded like that it appeared it was about to happen again. He was he had the burner phone thing going on. They he was active on it. So I think they thought maybe he was going to start a spree again. So December 13, 2010, investigators returned to the area. Where they discovered the first body and find three more badly decomposed bodies wrapped in burlap. These are the ones that are um, that that uh, Rex Humerman is being charged with. They were searching and punishing weather conditions late into the night. They said there were no obvious signs of trauma to the bodies and that at least two of the bodies belonged to women. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the first time, authorities say the, the murders were potentially the work of a serial killer. In January 19, 2011, investigators identified 22-year-old Megan Waterman as one of the bodies found on the Gilgo Beach. He was the, the first of what would become known as the Gilgo Four identified. Uh, the 24th in 2001, Suffolk County Police identified the three other bodies found in December as um, in December 2010 as Melissa Bartholomew, Amber Lynn Costello, and Maureen Bernard Barnes. June 29, 2011, and another attempt to find Shannon Gilbert. A fifth body is found along Ocean Parkway near Gilgo Beach and uh, Oak Bench or Oak Beach. I'm sorry. The remains were recovered less than a mile from where the Gilgo Four were discovered. March of 2011. Uh, a couple days later, investigators still un- unable to identify a fifth body, but confirmed the remains belong to a woman. Uh, they say that the body does not belong to Gilbert. April 4th, police find three more victims in the area of Oak Beach and Gilgo Beach, bringing the total count of victims to eight. Investigators identified the victims as Jane Doe number six, a baby girl and an Asian man. It's been uh, speculated that the Asian man was um, yeah, was trans. Yeah, I remember. I remember when it first happened. Um, that I heard that. I heard that that, that that might confuse the the Asian man as a woman. Uh-huh. That's what. Um, that's what the rumors are. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the baby too. So the the toddler was brought up in that. You know, while um, oh, um, Rex was dating the, that person that came forward, went on that date with the uh, sex worker that came forward, who's now. No longer in that profession. She's a cosmetologist, I believe now. Yeah. Um, but he had mentioned the toddler as well. Uh, That's creepy. April. Yeah, it is, man. So the baby was between 18 and 24 months um, when she yeah. passed. They aren't sure if she was uh, murdered or not. They believe the man was in his late teens or early 20s when he died, although the cause of death was not re- revealed. Police say he died a violent death. You know, is it possible that he didn't know that it was a man? Because I don't think the other ones, outside of the ones that were dismembered, but the ones in Burlap, I think they were just strangled, right? I don't know if they were. I believe so. I believe that I heard they were, um, yeah, they were uh, asphyxiated. 
Yeah. See right here. He was found wearing what investigators referred to as women's clothing. Um, April 11, 2011, for the first time, investigators expand their search to Nassau County and ninth and 10 victims are discovered. Their bodies were found in Ocean Parkway in Jones Beach, about five miles from where the Gilgo four were found. Police say they have several people they consider as a person of interest, but no suspect has been named. Well, apparently, I mean, I don't know, maybe perhaps. Well, those bodies have nothing to do with the well, I'm not saying they have nothing to do, but aren't currently in connection with the four that um, Rex Huberman is in connection with. But we found out that Rex Huberman didn't come out as a suspect until last year or so. Any of the people that they had as a suspect prior to this uh, probably just ended up not being anything. Uh, The ninth victim, Jane Doe, number nine, is discovered to be a Fire Island Jane Doe, whose legs were found in 1996. Oh, snap. Interesting. Due to DNA testing, it was also believed that she was the mother of the identified baby found in Gilgo Beach. So those are all connected, obviously. Um, May 9th, 2011, investigators say that a fifth and sixth bodies were found Dismembered. Unlike the Gilgo Four, only the head and hands of the women were found on Gilgo Beach. The rest of their bodies had been found 20 years earlier, 40 miles away in Manorville. One of the dismembered women, Jane Doe Number Five, is named as 20-year-old Jessica Taylor. Taylor disappeared in 20 in 2003. She was working as a sex worker in New York City. The women remain identified, remains unidentified, but investigators believe. Uh, two cases are linked. Investigators now say they believe that they are looking for three, if not four, killers hmm. in 2011. Wait, is this true? Did we hit 40K already? No, we're close. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, we were like 500 away earlier. Yeah, yeah we're like 496. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. I saw that. I was like, oh, cool. Man, you know what? When we hit 40k, I'll I'll do a show with uh, without the shades. I'll move oh. it down to. I'll do. I'll move it down to. I was about to say that I was like 10 k and the and the, the shades come, come off. Yeah. All right. No, I'll do it at forty, man. Uh, let's see. <laughs> One killer is who they believe responsible for the Google Four. One responsible for Jane Doe and Jane Doe Six, Five and Six, and one or two separate responsible for four and the four and other bodies found oh for the four other bodies found you know i i hope i really hope and the best case scenario hope four victims was it you know what yeah. i mean i hope it's not i hope he wasn't doing this for a long time because then that means that there's a lot of more bodies that are not discovered a lot of more victims <laughs> well well, I want to say first and foremost, thank you, Bonnie Bailey, for gifting five memberships. Make sure you guys Whoa, have your you, memberships you. t- turned on. <laughs> 50K, no beer. I don't know about that. <laughs> I almost um, trimmed mine off this weekend. So yeah, dude, most of it. Me and me and the wife were driving around, right? And we see this new barbershop in the neighborhood called uh, Razors and Rims. And I was like, Razors and rims, like, like that's like rim. that's like that's like pimp my ride. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's a barber shop. Like, what 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 is the uh, the rimming um, shave that you're getting? Well, I don't <laughs> so, know, man. That's, I don't want to find out neither. 
<laughs> so I said, man, don't be surprised if we see Big Blue with a with a brand new shave the next and, time on the show. And the ladder. And the ladder. And a ladder. And sure enough, Big Blue has come through with the uh, hold on. Uh, uh, no, not that one. I don't want to be in that one. Hold on, let me see. There it is. Big Blue has come through. Well, it's not as clean and shaved as it was the other day. Yeah, but it's it, only two days worth. It's only two days worth. Uh, yeah. But he was there. He he did um, he did shave, and so. Uh, but um, so yeah, they think that there's a couple of people that are responsible for for these cases. It sounds like there's at least three um, killers at work. One for the Gilgo Four, which is who they have arrested Rex Humerman for. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it possible that he's re- he's responsible for the other ones? Maybe, but it doesn't sound like it's the same mo. Let's see. There, um, November 29, Silver County Police say they believe all 10 victims found on or near Google Beach may have been related to sex work. Even though only five of them were, five of the 10 were identified, they say it's possible that one killer is responsible for all of their deaths. So they changed it from four to all, for one. Yeah. Even in, even though their, her disappearance sparked an investigation, investigators still not believe Gilbert's case is connected. A year and a half after searching uh, investigators find Gilbert in 2011, December 11th. They find a cell phone, lip gloss, shoes, pocketbook, and they say belong to Shannon Gilbert on Gilgo Beach. They say they do not believe her death is related to the 10 bodies found over the last several months. Uh, 19 months after she vanished, Suffolk County finds skeletal remains of Shannon Gilbert on Gilgo Beach. Investigators believe her cause of death was accidental drowning. Twenty fifteen, December tenth, so four years later, after ex Suffolk County Police Chief is charged in an unrelated investigation and personal personnel changes are made within the department. I think that this dude, I could be wrong, but there was one guy, one officer who got caught with like sex toys in his police unit and shit like that. And oh, yeah, request for SK special with Jaime G as as a feature. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, no. super chat. Thank you, Angel D. We're thank definitely going to have to go down that. Um, FBI you. joins officially the investigation into the Gilgo Beach murders. Hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, Shannon Gilbert's mother, who is credited for the discovery of the Gilgo bodies because of how she pushed for her daughter's search, is found stabbed to death in her apartment. What? I didn't know that. Wait, what was it going uh, Shannon Gilbert's mother, who is credited for the discovery of the Gilgo bodies because of how she pushed for her daughter's search. Is found stabbed to death. Oh yeah, yeah, I apartment. heard about that. Yeah, yeah. I heard I about didn't know that. that. Yeah. Mary Gilbert was 52 years old. Her daughter, Sarah Elizabeth Gilbert, um, was charged for her death. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, her daughter did that. Yeah, well, I, I think the <clears throat> I think the first uh, time we brought up actually Rex, um, I, had, I saw it on the chat, and then I looked it up, and I was like, damn, that's crazy. Totally it forgot. is crazy. Totally for, you know, you know, you know me, man, with my memory. Yeah, uh, when it comes down to anything else, I don't remember crap. But when it comes down to movies, music, and serial killers, I'm your guy. Yeah. <laughs> All in that order. All Maybe in that order. For, first, but yeah, movies, music. So we'll scoot, scoot or skip forward to January 16, 2020. Police released photos of a belt and printed with the letters. HM or MH to the public. The belt was found at one of the crime scenes near the Gilgo Beach. Police say they believe the belt was handled by the suspect. From what I understand is that belt was used to like bind one of the victims 
similar to like a hunter would. Uh, and so that that's what that belt was used for. Uh, May 22nd, uh, 2020, Jane Doe number six and uh, slash Maynardville Jane Doe was identified as Valerie Mack, a 24 year old sex worker from Philadelphia, was last seen in the spring of 2000 near Atlantic City. Months later, her partial remains were found in uh, Manorville. Eleven years later, the rest of her remains were discovered at Gilgo Beach. Mac had never been officially reported as a missing person. Uh, investigators were able to identify Mac only after giving the green light to use genetic genealogy to identify her remains. When was that? 2022, right before they figure out who, who was Rips. Yeah, right. You know, a couple of years before they started using, in my opinion, that same technology to find Rex. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, no, we're, I was saying earlier about how it's so, it was so easy to get away with it back then because of the technology wasn't like it is right now, you know? Yeah. But now it's like, it makes it easier to find victims, you know what I'm saying? Because of the technology itself. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, we're almost done, y'all. We got two more dates and then we're probably going to call it a show here. Sounds May 9, 2022, Sulphur County released a 22-minute 911 call from Gilbert the night she disappeared in 2010. In July 13, 2023, Rex Huberman is arrested in Midtown Manhattan. He's charged with the deaths of Megan Waterman, Amber Lynn Costello, and Melissa Bartholomew. Investigators also name him as a prime suspect in the death of Maureen Barn Bernard Barnes. And so that's the uh, official timeline there. Went through it all. I don't know, man. I think he might be responsible for more of these. Um, I hope not. I hope not, man. I really don't. But man. well, here's the thing. It sounds I mean, like it. Here, yeah. Here's the thing. I, I'd rather he 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 be in. I would hope it was him. And the reason why is because that's less questions answered, not answered. I mean, for instance, I think that it doesn't change the amount of people that have passed. Right? There's still 11 victims here. Yeah. Right. And right now. You have four families that might have some sort of closure for their case, but you have seven others that don't. So, right. you know, if you can give that closure to all these other people, then, you know, as much as as heinous as it sounds, it's not going to change the yeah. fact that those people have passed. No, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I, I would. It sucks, but I think it would probably be better to have that, you know, closure and justice. And then not know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. Yeah, no, it makes it makes perfect sense. And so, like, you know, I've been hearing that, like, oh, I hope he didn't kill that many. I hope it was only four. But I'm like, man, there's a lot of missing people out there. There's a lot of people who are Jane Doe's that their bodies were found. And there's a lot of people mm-hmm. who were, you know, their lives were taken that is just unsolved. And that's not just probably in this area. There's a good chance that that's all across the nation. And yeah. this guy's responsible for it, you know. Yeah. Um, I'd want to know every one of them. I mean, by apparently there's, you know, there's at least 25 active serial killers right now in the United yeah. States. That's uh, yeah, exactly. that's a lot. That's 25 too many. Yeah, man. That's but, that we know of, man. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, if one person. Like let's say like Gary Ridgeway took out like close to ninety people. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, you know, twenty five of those doing that kind of kill count? That's that's that is crazy, man. Dude, that that is nuts, man. 
And I, 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 for one, think that there's a good possibility that this dude has a high ass kill count, dude. Oh, oh man, yeah. I hope not, man. But it sure it seems like it is. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, guys, that's gonna be a show for us tonight. If you guys want to continue to to watch, I'm not sure. Blue, are you gonna go on publicly bust? I'll probably jump on there. Can you send me the link? Uh, uh we'll just get on Discord. And then you know, okay. help us through it. We're gonna jump on publicly buzz. I'm not sure who Jaime is. I know you might have some things to do, but myself and Boot Blue are gonna jump on publicly buzz um, in the next 15 minutes, and yeah. we're gonna be talking about the uh, UFO hearing. Oh, you don't want to miss it, so go check that out if you want. That's a good one, I, man. Yeah, I think that's what we're gonna talk about ourselves on Monday, unless there's some breaking news. So if you're not subscribed already or ring that notification bell, please do so. Also, guys, we have a raffle that's going on we're going to end the show with our commercial on the raffle it's for this quilt right here high quality quilt made by my mother-in-law uh four by three probably worth somewhere around three hundred dollars or so five dollars per entry it's comfortable it's a rescue themed quilt it's um we'll be giving that away in about a month what's up Jaime? one question man is that quilt signed by nelson I can make it signed by Nelson if you want. I don't know if you want it signed by Nelson. He doesn't use ink to sign. No, wait, wait. Don't sign it like he signed my shoes. <laughs> That's the oh, way he signs. So you can have him step in some paint and step on it, you know? Yeah. If that the winner wants to do that, we can definitely do that. Uh, um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a great little quilt. $5 entry. It's through Cash App. Cash App is Drunk Turkey Show. Make sure you put your shipping information in the description uh, we'll have a uh, wheel selector that does a little raffle at random and it'll select somebody on august 28th um but blue you got any final words that aren't too crazy oh they're gonna no, be crazy uh, no no not, not too crazy i just want to say you know thank you that they uh had mentioned that my aunt was not doing too well and i want to thank for all the best wishes um fortunately it, it, it's not going too well um She's on her last couple of days here on Earth with us. Uh, I just want to say thank you for everybody for your wishes for her to get better. Fortunately, uh, God's gonna call her sooner than than we like. So, thanks. Our everybody. prayers, our prayers to your family, Big Blue. I'm sorry you know. to hear about that, man. Yeah, thank yeah, you, guys. One hundred percent, man. So, with that being said, we'll leave you guys with this. Peace out. This is our little Frenchie Nelson. Nelson was the runt of his uh, litter. And unfortunately, he was diagnosed with IVDD, which resulted in him losing the ability to move his rear legs. Now, we were left with a couple of options, one being put Nelson down or two, go through a costly uh, surgery, which wasn't guaranteed to work. We gave Nelson that chance and we went through the surgery. And fortunately, today he can walk and, and he's not 100%, but he's getting there you know, through rehab and continual rehab. We think he may. Those bills are extensive and continuous. In efforts to lower that financial strain, we've decided to do a raffle. This raffle is going to be of a 4x3 handmade quilt. This quilt was actually made by my mother-in-law. And so, high quality. I uh, think you'll love it. It's a rescue-themed quilt. So how do you enter? There is a $5 entry to get into the raffle. All entries will be through Cash App. 
dollar sign drunk turkey show to enter in the description make sure you put your shipping address and your name if you want to put in multiple you can do so you can send in for instance 25 and also put in the description five entries the raffle will be on august 28th the winner will be chosen at random by a uh, wheel selector don't need to be present on the live good luck thank you